For today's quick devotional, I want to ask the question, when you read scripture, is the Bible about our faithfulness to God, or is it about God's faithfulness to us? The answer to that is yes. (laughs) It's yes to both. What I mean by that is, we see many times throughout scripture where our faithfulness is tested where God asks Noah to build an ark, and he does, where God tells Adam and Eve to not eat of the forbidden fruit, and they sadly fail, where God asks Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac, and we see that Abraham was going to, but God stepped in and provided a sacrifice. And that's where I want to focus on today. Now, there are other tests, but the overall scripture excuse me, the overall Bible, the overall scripture is really about God's faithfulness to us. And these little stories, although it appears to be about our faithfulness, these little stories add up to the overall picture of the whole piece of literature that is the Old Testament and the New Testament, which makes the Bible. It's all about God's faithfulness to us. And these little stories, these little narrative pieces all add up to the big picture such as God uh, talking with Noah, God so faithful to us that he was going to spare mankind and save a remnant of mankind to spare the world by destroying the evil of the world but saving Noah and his family. We also see in Genesis chapter 22, which is Abraham and Isaac, where God asks him to sacrifice the son, his son Isaac, Now, at first, you might think, why would God do that? And Abraham thought that, too. Abraham had been waiting a long time for this promised son, which was Isaac. And finally, God provides him that son, that is Isaac. God wanted Abraham to rely on God and trust God and be faithful. And God eventually gave him that son, Isaac, as do the promise. But then God turns around and says, now I want you to sacrifice this son, And Abraham's like, I've waited so long for this son. Why would you take away this promise now? And God was testing Abraham's faith. Now, we know that Abraham was stopped by God right before he was about to sacrifice Isaac, and God graciously provided a sacrifice, a lamb, and obviously Isaac was spared. And so what do we see here? Well, we see God's faithfulness to us. God promised Abraham a son, and God wasn't going to take away that son by making Abraham sacrifice him. God provided a sacrifice, and we see that really throughout all of Scripture, where there's a test of someone's faith, but God is the one that steps in and fulfills that. A big example I'll say now, and it's really all of the examples of the Old Testament, but we're going to focus in on the Law of Moses. We see where God says to the people of Israel, if you obey these commandments, I will bless you and you will have life, but if you don't, there will be death and destruction, and that's a paraphrase, forgive me if I didn't use the necessarily the correct words, but God says, obey these laws, and if you obey these laws, then I will bless you. Well, we obviously see that Israel does not obey those laws. They get commandments, they fail, they get commandments, they fail, they get commandments, and they fail. And the point of those commandments was to expose the fact that man cannot obey God. We have a natural tendency to rebel against God. And so you're saying, well, if God knows all things and knows that we would fail, why would God make those laws? That's unjust. But it's not. It's to show our faithfulness being none. We often fail and we have a heart that tends to want us to fail and rebel against God. But it was overall to show us God's faithfulness, God's faithfulness to us. Like the story of At uh, Genesis chapter 22 with Abraham and Isaac, God says, make this sacrifice and I will bless you. 
but instead God provides us a sacrifice. He did the sacrifice for us for the blessing. And likewise with the law of Moses, God, he was the one that fulfilled it. God stated in the commandments, follow my law and I will bless you. So what does God do? He becomes man, that is Jesus Christ, and he comes to this earth and he obeys those laws for us, fulfilling the law that we may inherit that righteousness and that blessing for all the nations as God promised Abraham. And so we see here that God made a promise with man, a promise between God and man, and God is so holy that he not only held up his end of the bargain, dare I say, but he also became a man to fulfill man's end of the bargain. It was like God made a deal with himself. Hey, I'm going to bless you. All I have to do is this for you, and you will receive my blessing by simply accepting what I've done for you and believing me. And so we often see that God always provides a sacrifice, but the overall picture of Scripture is to not only, I guess, show our lack of faithfulness to the Lord in a merciful, loving way, in order to open our hearts to the fact that Scripture is meant to show us God's faithfulness to us. When we stumble and fall, God picks up the pieces for us. He does everything for us, and everything has been done. Jesus says on the cross, quote, it is finished, because it had all been done. And all you need to do simply accept that and believe it and follow Jesus. And then and only then are you clothed in Jesus's righteousness. Your sins are forgiven because everything has been done. When God calls for a test of faithfulness, God does it for us. We even see that in the book of Acts where uh, Peter states, well, let me back up. Acts chapter one is about God's promise of the Holy Spirit. And then Peter states, if you repent and are baptized, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What do we know about the Holy Spirit? Well, the Holy Spirit is God dwelling in us like he did in the temple in Jerusalem in the Old Testament. God dwells in us and he gives us a new heart and everything that we do as Christians, repenting of sins, loving our neighbor, and so on, any righteous act, it's the Holy Spirit doing us, doing it in us and through us. It's God doing it. All of the wonderful things of righteousness that the world has done through the church, I should say, has been the Holy Spirit doing it through us and for us. God is holding up his end of the deal, and he's holding up our end of the deal. He's dealt with sin on the cross, and now he dwells in us, and he's dealing with repentance and all the wonderful things that we go through in life for us and through us. God is sovereign. He does thing everything. He allows things. Nothing happens without God's control. And so, can we really stop and notice the fact that when God says jump, he's the one that jumps. When God says how high, he's the one that jumps how high. God is always the one that does and does through us. He makes deals and he holds up both ends of the deal. That's why he's a God worth worshiping. If you just read a command for what it is, you might state that the Bible is simply just a book of rules like the secular world claims. But if you understand the whole picture of the Bible, you understand that the Bible isn't necessarily about us, it's about God. God says, do this, and then God does it for us. And then he gives us the reward graciously and freely if we accept it. So that is our devotional today. I want you to focus not necessarily on what you can do to please God, but what God has done for you and through you and in you and does through you with his spirit. 
It's not necessarily you and I. It is the Holy Spirit doing it through us. God is always the one that is doing. Now, obviously, when we sin and fail, that would be our own failure. But in those moments, we can take pleasure in knowing that we still depend on God. And when we fail, we can rejoice in knowing that our dependence is there and we can turn to God to help us repent and do it for us.